Hello, welcome to the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Jeff Tito Thidoff. Thanks for tuning in. Find me on Twitter at Thid Happens. We'll talk everything Ohio State anytime you want. Um, we'll start with the men's basketball program. They got a big win against Minnesota. E.J. Liddell, uh, 23 points, 15 rebounds. And really the second half was about the best half of basketball I've seen Ohio State play in a long time to that point. Um, they moved the ball really well, defended well, playing on the road, a place they hadn't won in quite some time at the barn in Minnesota. Um, so big win for the Buckeyes there. Then they had what I still consider a win, even though they lost to Purdue. Um, they uh, trailed on the road, number six, Purdue. They were uh, Ohio State was down by like 20 points with about 14 minutes left to go in the game. And they had been clearly outplayed for a big chunk of that game, about the 11-minute mark of the first half until the 14-minute mark um, of the second half. So over that 17-minute period right there, the Buckeyes were clearly outplayed, and they were struggling. Um, then they caught fire, played some defense, had some key moments down the stretch, and uh, they trailed by 20. With 14 minutes left, they came back and tied it and then lost on a buzzer beater. But like I said, I still consider this a win for Ohio State. I know it's a loss in the column, drops them to 13-5, and 6-3. and three. They're now fifth in the Big Ten. But to be able to come back against a team like Purdue that way, and so many different things had to happen. There was a key steal by Kyle Young at the end of the game um, that set up a three-pointer to tie it. And Liddell wasn't really EJ. He didn't play as well as he normally does uh, for at least a good chunk of that game. He did come on fire near the end. Uh, but I tell you, uh, Malachi, uh, you know, Malachi might not be here very long. I could I could see Malachi leaving um, uh, before or after this year if he has a if he finishes strong and has a good Big Ten tournament and some decent uh, decent uh, time in the uh, NCAA tournament, I could see him moving on. So enjoy your time with him while you have it. He's a freshman. But, man, I'm telling you, this guy has grown so much in just the last two months with how well he's played. And this Buckeye team had that bout with COVID where they had to shut things down for a while, missed some time. They came back, didn't look great right away. Uh, but now, like I said, the, I was very encouraged by what I saw in the last 14 minutes of that game against Purdue. Um, this uh, this Buckeye team, I still think, is destined to make a run to at least a Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, depending on where they're seated and um, how all that falls. But this team's got that kind of talent to, to win multiple NCAA tournament games uh, coming on the heels of last year's when they were upset in last year's tournament to the number two seed by the number 15 seed, Oral Roberts. I don't expect that to happen again this year. This Buckeye team, and once they start getting these other guys back, uh, when they get back to full strength, and, you know, we get to Justice Suing and Seth Towns back in the action. Uh, it's going to be big for this team. Kyle Young played some more big minutes, and he just seems to always be in the right place at the right time and do the little things, the steal. Uh, he punches the ball out sometimes when it's, uh, you know, to avoid a, a rebound for the team and uh, dives after loose balls. He's been, he's a great asset to have on this team, have a veteran leader like Kyle Young. Um, okay, the, the Buckeyes, they host Iowa on Thursday, and then they uh, host Maryland on Sunday. So uh, a couple big games coming up for the Buckeyes there. Um, now let's talk about the Ohio State women. Uh, they defeated uh, another top 25 team in Iowa, 92-88. to 88. Taylor Mikesell had 24 points, J.C. Sheldon 20. Uh, the Bucks are now 16-4 overall, 8-3, fourth in the Big Ten, half game behind Iowa, two games, only two games behind first place Michigan. This uh, Ohio State team also is shaping up to be one of um, one of the better teams they've had, I think, uh, in recent memory. So they, they also have a chance to make a run in the tournament, uh, this Buckeye team. So we'll see where that goes. But they're off until next Monday when they host Rutgers. Uh, 
heard um, Ohio State's Ryan Day talk uh, to the media and kind of recap on the season where they're at and everything. And it was interesting to me to hear him talk about the uh, the way he came together, the way he, the the whole staff came together, and what he wanted to hire, and when he got rid of some guys and brought guys in, and he spoke very highly of, of Jim Knowles the Oklahoma state defensive coordinator came here to be the defensive coordinator. Um, and day spoke about how he wants him to be a head coach of the defense and, uh, you know, make the decisions and be held accountable. And he asked Knowles what he wanted. That's why they brought in two defensive backs coach ones for safeties, one for cornerbacks. And then, um, you know, that's part of what Knowles wanted. And that's part of the freedom that, that Ryan day is giving him. So, uh, he, he sounds very confident in Knowles. Um, I think that Day realizes the sense of urgency because last year was a missed opportunity for this team because they they couldn't they couldn't stop Oregon and they couldn't stop Michigan, and so it was a missed opportunity for a team that could very well have been playing for the national championship. Um, then Jim Knowles talked. I heard that also, and I tell you, the guy's a great motivator. Uh, he used words like tenacious and attack, and when he described what this Buckeyes team on defense is going to be. And he knows it'll take a little bit of time in the off season and to get things ramped up, you know, as, as, as new schemes are coming in, some new players coming in, and it's a different type of defense than what they've been accustomed to the last couple of years. But Knowles also said, I, I know I don't have four years here to fix this. We're, we're in win now mode. And he took a responsibility for that. He said, you know, I know like Oklahoma State, he, he had like four years really to put things together. And it finally all culminated this year with a top five defense at Oklahoma State. He says, I know I don't have four years here to get it up and running. It's got to get up and running right now. And um, I, I was excited to hear that. I, I think these new faces on defense, on the uh, defensive side of the ball, as far as the coaching staff goes, are going to be a big plus. And I love the fact that Ryan Day has pretty much said, you know what? It's yours. Do what you have to do with the defense, get it up to where it needs to be, and I'll take care of the offense. And let's go win some games. So uh, th- that's encouraging to see, and I'm very excited to see what uh, what um, what Jim Knowles does with this, with this defense. Switching gears, one last note here about Urban Meyer. Um, he did an interview. He was on, I think it was Pat, no, it was on Dan Dockage's podcast, Dan Dockage. And um, Urban said that this is really no surprise, but this was the this past year was the toughest for him professionally. And he, um, he he realized he wasn't a fit for the NFL. Duh. But he just said, like, the the losses. And you saw it. We know Urban Meyer, uh, the way that losses eat away at him. And that was one of the big concerns, him going into Jacksonville, was could he put losses in, in his rearview mirror and not harp over them? Because here's a guy who always takes losses hard and didn't do a lot of losing at the college level. Goes to Jacksonville. Obviously had the worst pick, worst record in the league the previous year, and he said after like five losses in a row, it, it, it was eating him up, and he he just he didn't know how to handle it, and he also complained uh, about the lack of time he had to prepare with the units. Like he said that he could he might want to put a scheme in or put a play in or something. He's thinking maybe do two reps and that's it, and then they got to put it in the game on Sunday. Whereas at college, you might be able to do it you know, up to ten times. You know, and he said that the lack of time he had. Uh, was frustrating as well. I, look, these are all things Urban probably should have known before he took the job. I have to believe, I would have, I would like to believe, that he talked to somebody who had done this before and made the jump, and they told him, or talked to some current NFL coaches, this is what it's like. But uh, Urban took the job anyway, took the money, good for him. Uh, but he's, um, uh, it's, 
Um, it wasn't a good fit for the start. He'll never coach the NFL again. I do think he'll coach in college again someday, but um, the NFL is not a good fit for Meyer, much like it's not a good fit for most college coaches who are successful because they have their way of doing things at the college level that works. They try to go to the NFL and bring it in. Steve Spurrier tried that famously with Washington when um, he started bringing in all of his old former Gator, former Gators, guys who played well for him at Florida and thought that he would just incorporate that culture into it, and uh, he couldn't do it. It didn't work for him either. Uh, Nick Saban did have some success, but – you know, it, it's Pete Carroll's the the most recent success as far as going from um, college to the NFL. But what he's been able to do at uh, Seattle is is really incredible. Remember, he had um, he had college coach he had, he had experience before that coaching with the college game before he gets to the NFL and all that. So he knew um, or NFL before he got back to college. So anyway, um, that was a big plus for him. So that's it for the Buckeye Blitz. Follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. Thanks so much for tuning in and go Bucks.